Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Strong Stem Steve Cabot and N-Dub's favorite son, the dreamboat, Tommy Romeo. Strong Stem, how we doing, my man? Oh, we out here living life, watching Phillies probably let me down. And... Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's surviving. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Thomas, how are you, sir? Good, man. It's hump day, you know? Everybody always likes to get over the hump, so come on. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) That is true. Every day is hump day for a good-looking guy like you, pal. Let me tell you. you, Yeah, you fuck. (laughs) Gotta find something to hump on first. Amen, brother. Amen. Story of my life. So this is, you can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspectives, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. One day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our vibe and how we get live. Then do us a solid share and subscribe. Which is sharing? Which is sharing? all right so uh real we had this week i'll tell you what and i think we talked about it last week steve is that we had sean days back to back right and those that's some of our best stuff we've done right and topping that was tough. But this week's episode was pretty fucking good. And it's because Chris Wertan could give two fucks about anything. And it was great. What'd you think? I agree. Chris, uh, so obviously Chris graduated with me, same age as me. Uh, his brother, who was one year older than us, was on the wrestling team. Good friend of yeah. mine, too. Yeah. And so I know the family. And their older brother is awesome, too, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so... Uh, it was funny to like, uh, Chris is the mo- one of the most, un- people call me unique. He's a super unique guy, just very different. And it's funny that we had him on this episode because just Friday night, we went and watched and supported our buddy, Kevin, with North Penn football team, watched the game, right? Yeah. So the coaches go out after it and shit like that. So we decided to go stop at an establishment to yeah. have a drink or two. Sure. And uh, there is, uh, there's Chris. With uh, with Mo and they had a fantastic situation going on, which uh, I'm not going to get into, but it was it was funny. So I just seen Chris recently. Chris is cool as shit. Yeah, man, nice, nice. So Thomas, yeah, I loved that dude. I'll tell you what, I've been in, uh, I've been having a time with Chris or two myself. He's a great dude. Thomas, did you get a chance to listen to the episode and what'd you think? Yeah, yeah, I did, man. Uh, Chris is a uh, cool dude, man. Uh, I met, I actually went to school with Chris's younger sister. Uh, so I oh, never really right. knew him um, until I was a little bit older. Um, but yeah. as soon as I did meet him, kind of uh, tailing off of what you said, Matt, yeah, uh, pretty much a character and, and doesn't give no fucks, I think you said. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, 
Amen. But yeah, yeah, the part where he kicked the uh, the, the the pizza guy, um, that, that, was, that was pretty cool to me, man. <laughs> that and, was uh, had many uh, run-ins with pizza men over the years, but I uh, never yeah. had the balls to do what I wanted to do, which was get physical with them. So, Amen, <laughs> brother. Amen. I mean, being a you, so he was working at like a Domino's. You worked at a pizza joint. Would you ever kick the manager of your pizza joint in the nuts or no? Nah, I would have loved. He it. worked. At- <laughs> Thomas was at an Italian joint with real Italians. Like, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you, were, you don't kick nobody in the nuts. Yeah, you weren't getting away with that at your place. Nah. At his, at Domino's with, you know, Johnny Stunad, you can kick whoever the fuck in the nuts. Agreed. So, nice. And I want to hear, so, uh, two weeks ago, we aired the series of the Sean Day episodes back-to-back. And, Tom, I know that he, you're, you know, you're an N-Dub legend as well, so you know Sean Day as well. What did you think about his episodes? Oh man, just uh, oh, for me, it was like it was it was amazing to listen to. Just kind of knowing him, um, even before all that stuff. But mm-hmm. man, just um, just the stuff he's been through, uh, the different stories he has, man, and um, you know, it's stuff that not a lot of people have uh, have ever done and ever will. So uh, it's pretty cool to hear those stories, man. We can you know bullshit about our our stupid drinking stories all, yeah. all day long, but they yeah. don't they don't really scratch the surface of those, man. Um, Hell no. Amen, brother. You ain't kidding. That's it. Ta- Thomas. Thomas has some. Thomas has some unique experiences. Obviously, his older brother was like, you know, a brother to me, too. So, like, I, me and Jay would go down to Sean's and Thomas would come with us because, you know, like, when we were that young, like, you got to yeah. stick with your brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no babysitter. Yeah. You got to stick with your family. Yeah. So, yeah, he was yeah. like, you know, he would go down to Sean's and play video games with us and shit, like the old Nintendo and whatnot. And yeah. so yeah. Thomas knows Sean since... Dude, since we were little kids, little I uh, kids. fell in love with uh, uh, Double Dragons, the Battle of oh, Double Dragons. Yeah. And I first played at Sean Day's house, and then I went yeah. just Double Dragon by myself and fell in love with it. But yeah, it's my earliest video game memory. Dude, Hell dude. yeah, tough, tough not to fall in love with that game. It's one of the classics. One of speaking of video games, uh, coming up soon, Saturday, October 2nd, is the live event where I beat Captain Jerkbeard in Mario Kart and win back the rights to the show. So all you listeners, 8 p.m. October 2nd, Graham's Pub, be there to watch the the epic event, the once-in-a-lifetime, the creme de la creme, the end of it all, the era-revealing, show-stealing, Mario Kart challenge for the Working Perspectives podcast, the rights to the show. All right. So, yeah, so I'll tell you what. When okay, so I'm a younger brother as well. And when you had the role with your older brother and like the older kids, you would go, but you're also like you're kind of like, you know, you know, like you're sussing stuff out. You know what I mean? Because it could turn on you real quick. In a heartbeat. <laughs> you could be you could be getting pink bellied or something in a heartbeat. You know what yeah, I mean? I, 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 I'm a little brother too. So all three of us know how it goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those older brothers, sometimes they can be motherfuckers. Usually the butt of a lot of jokes. And sometimes oh. those, end, those end up physical sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, you know, like if you're hanging out with the older, like your older brothers, you're just no like, all right, I'm going to be the fucking punchline for everything coming up. You know and, what and, I mean? And it was funny, too, because like I said, like for me, my older brother's buddies, my brother being a lot older than me, his older buddies would show up. Again, I'm an asshole, so I'm always talking shit. But these guys would beat the dog shit out of me like it was a sport. Yeah. Like they used to come over and be like, they wouldn't be like, hey, Tony, what's up? Like, what are we doing today? They'd come over and be like, yo, Tony, where's your little dumbass brother? There he is. It's <laughs> open season. I'm like, fuck, yo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, no fun. What are you going to do? But either way, nice. So let's keep it moving. So uh, I want to talk about this. So we showed on the show last week or on the show last week, some Captain Jerkbeard, son of a bitch, came on the show 
and fired the Prince of Party, the party boy, Pete McCormick, right? Now, we have a couple pre-recorded episodes of Pete that are still allowed to air. And I think we have one more pre-recorded with him left prior to him being fired. So, but prior to him being fired, he had to skip a couple of the Tuesday shows and we had a fill-in who will end up being his permanent fill-in because he's now fired. It's Justin Richardson, a.k.a. J-Dub, right? So J-Dub, good friend of both you guys, is going to be debuting on the Tuesday show next week when we have Mike Vascones on the show, who is a uh, spiritual or he's a life coach, right? So it honestly, it's a fantastic episode because Mike is, he was a Marine. He was in Afghanistan. He was a machine gunner on the back of an MATV, right? And he had an MMA fight. He fought at, like he was at Henzo's. He fought with Rich, like under Rich, right? He had an MMA fight. Had like, he's got, I think he's like a blue belt or something in jujitsu. He was a boxing instructor at the gym for a little while. Really cool dude. But now he's a life coach and he's also like a shaman to take people on an experience while uh, on ayahuasca, right? No way. What's he go to Peru and lead people on like? He didn't give us the exact, he didn't, he didn't give us the exact, he wasn't willing to give up that. He told us like what it's like, but he didn't tell us anything about like his connects or anything like that. Uh, I don't know if it's Brazil or Peru or something like that, but he's done it a few times. And he says it's changed his life and, you know, let him down the path he's on. And he's doing a great job and he owns his own business. And his wife hopefully will be on the show one day, runs her own business where she's a, she connects with animals and is able to communicate with animals. Yeah. Right. And they do post videos on Instagram. And it, I'm not going to lie. It fucking looks like she's talking to these fucking animals. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like she did the, sounds like she did the ayahuasca, not him. Oh Hell they, yeah! They both they both jumped on some ayahuasca together, brother. Yeah. Here's know? the thing. That's, that's Here's how the thing. It works. Tell her, tell her I got a fucking chowini, the the most evil wiener dog on earth. Now, for you people laughing at me, I also have a hundred and thirty five pound Rottweiler. Wait, wait, wait! A, ch- a but, chowini is a chihuahua and a weenie dog combined. A dachshund. Ch- ch- yes, yes. But it has the exact same colors as a Rottweiler, the tan and brown. And okay. my brother also has a Doberman. So we have a theme. And my dad always had Rottweilers at the shop. So we have a Rottweiler, a Doberman, and then this little piece of shit that's the meanest fucking thing I've ever met, right? I love the, the dog, but the, it's the meanest the little, fucking dog on earth. Does a little piece of shit run the other two dogs? Oh, my God. She'll bite a kid, too. This, this bitch don't <laughs> care. And I and listen, like I said, I'm used to raising big dogs. We've had Rottweilers my whole life, Dobermans. I'm used to it, right? This thing I thought would just... And usually dogs, when you have an older dog, it learns from the, the younger dog. The best thing to have around... Forget a trainer. Forget everybody else. Forget fucking Caesar Milan. If you have a good older dog, it will teach that younger dog how to like act, right? Yeah. So I figured this little piece of shit would like figure it out. Oh, no, this thing. So my nieces call it the mean chewing because this motherfucker will bite anything that comes near it. And she ain't afraid of shit. So (laughs) if your boy's girl wants a challenge, tell her, let me know. I got the mean chewing on deck. Yeah, dude, Mean Chewin sounds like one of your fucking end up nicknames that you guys give to each other. <laughs> I can vouch for that. The Mean Chewin's a soldier, man. We did like Hell a backcountry yeah. hike once, like up this yeah. mountain. It's called Devil's Hill. And Mean Chewin made it all the way up there, man. Um, no yeah. assistance. And her legs are this high up the ground. the creek water, yeah, yeah. Uh, jumping yep. on boulders, man. The Mean Chewin's the real deal. Going <laughs> up like going up like 70 degree grades on like mountains. And then little Chewin went right up with us. And that was are like you, a fucking what, Thomas? We went like fucking six miles. 
Yeah, that was a that was a hike, man. So, so Mean Jeween is a female dog, right? And then and her name her name her name's Little Nikki after Little Nikki Scarfo from Philly, <laughs> the old mob boss who was the meanest human ever, but yeah. very tiny, right? And then yeah. my older dog Bruno is named after Angelo Bruno for being the docile Don who was the boss in the eighties, and he's the exact personality of him. He's like the easiest going, most doesn't give a shit about nothing dog. And the little yeah. one is, to put it politely, she fucking terrorist. They're fucking terrorists. <laughs> but so she's a female, but then Bruno's a male dog, right? And my is brother's, he, yeah, so my brother's are, Doberman's a, a male dog also. Dog. Are they fixed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if they, yeah. dude, so Kevin Smith, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a director, writer, director. He's, he's uh, what was, Silent what, no, Bob. What was, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, what was it called? Mall Rats? Yeah, he does, yeah, yeah. yeah, Mall Rats, Clerks, Chasing Amy, like Jay, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Clerks, Clerks is yeah. the best. Clerks is so good. But he's so he's Silent Bob, but he told a story where he had like a fucking little dog like that, like a Dotson or something. Little devil and, dog. And he but he also had like a big, huge fucking dog as well. And he didn't get the big, huge dog fixed, which was a male. And then the Dotson was a female. Right. Uh oh. And he dude, he tells the story of like he like when they would leave the house, they would have to like lock the Dotson away and keep the other dog because the other dog would just fucking he all he wanted was to get that ass. Yeah, apparently he ripped through a door and he got that ass and fucking dude the way he describes the fucking dog afterwards i don't, I don't like, know why you're laughing it sounds awful it sounds like dude, a murder scene it is it was oh god it's brutal but either way yeah uh, let's move on yeah jesus christ moving along so, uh, so that next week you said you have j-dub starting with you j-dub will be it'll be his first appearance on the tuesday show yeah eventually so yeah the way we got it going we have i have him for a couple weeks in a row and then pete comes back to do diana's episode and then uh then we have justin on as the guest so it's me pete and justin and then it's me and uh justin again with we we recorded an episode last night that fucking honestly man it almost i saw like it almost brought us to tears it was so fucking like it was it was a lot but it was really good yeah, that's it was awesome. an awesome show. Was yeah, it about yeah. the was it about the big dog fucking the little dog? That's every that's every show. Not a lot. Fun. Yeah. But uh now so, speaking, I have a request for you uh next week because I'm not gonna be there. Uh when you talk to your the Dr. Doolittle girl, uh ask her how she um <laughs> no, I'm serious because I recently had an encounter talking to bears. Uh me and my my brother were out in Yosemite. Yeah, uh, we did a backcountry um a hike one night and we slept out. Uh, we slept out and um, we were encountered by bears and we had to leave and uh, we talked to them and the bears listened. So the rangers kind of hype you up. They tell you, get real big and say, get, get the F away, bear, get the F away. Uh, and it did, Matt. So we saw the bear about 30 yards out. Uh, and you were like, our- back the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a little emphasis on, on the F word. Yeah. Word, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm Dude. curious, honestly, uh, ask that girl, um, um, you know, and then, and then Thomas, Thomas, Thomas didn't you, didn't you tell, uh, what were you saying? Like when you guys were walking back, cause remember Matt, this is way off the beaten path. They made their own trail, right? Yeah. You're in land. like where you could get lost. No man's die. land. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, when he's we walking about, back, uh, he we're about four and a half. Yeah. We're about four and a half miles out there. Uh, we had climbed up a Creek, um, and our campsite we had set up before that, knowing it was going to get dark. We didn't want to set our campsite up after smart, uh, smart. Yeah. Drank a little whiskey, um, and had some fun. Right? Smart. So here we are after our hike. You know, we got our camp set up. We got the whiskey. Um, I got a nice blueberry bar that just smells like something the bear would love. 
um, as well as some beef jerky straight from the um, oh. straight from the mountains, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, sounds like a bear's meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's yeah. like, who ordered the five course meal here? Hell it. yeah, hell yeah. Well, it's about to get dark out, which is the time bears come out, right? They're nocturnal, so boom, um, oh. here comes uh, here comes a bear. About my brother says, hey, be quiet. I think some people are walking up. Uh, we don't want to give away our campsite, so we try to be quiet. Well, it wasn't a person. Uh, I was big grizzly just staring at us. So once we locked eyes with him, he stopped dead in his tracks about 25 or 30 yards off. Uh, my brother, who was uh, starting to make the fire, was about 20 feet in front of me, um, had backed up. And they tell you, um, the park rangers tell you, if you encounter uh, a bear, you know, you don't want to turn around and run because it's going to kind of take that as your submissive. You're supposed to back up while you're still looking at it. So he backed up um, uh, right up to me and we st stood there for about 15 seconds, which I'll tell you what, man, felt like damn five minutes. Dude, I bet. I just bet. locked up with the bear and all of a sudden my brother goes, we got to get big and yell, get big and yell. So we get big and we yell, bear, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and sure enough, the bear fucking runs. It worked. Whoa, I couldn't hell believe. yeah. Hell uh, dude, yeah. I would fucking legit shit my fucking you, pants. How big saying, was this fucking thing? Weren't you, weren't you saying Thomas in a walk back, like Jay was clapping and you were like whistling yeah, and shit yeah, or something was, like uh, that? Matt, he was about a solid buck 50. So he'd actually seen a bear earlier um, and he was way bigger than the uh, previous bear that we saw. So here we go. Uh, about eight o'clock at night, just about to get dark out. And um, we've just seen a bear and we have our campsite that we're supposed to sleep at all night. So I told my brother immediately, I said, no way, no how uh, we're not sleeping here. You know, <laughs> not, just, not just because, uh, you know, the bear now knows where we are. I'm not going to be able to sleep now. Like, yeah, it's yeah hell yeah. yeah. True. Uh, yeah. True. But forget this. Um, I told him we're packing up our camp immediately and getting out of there. So we did uh, right before dark, we packed up. We had to still hike about four and a half miles out of the woods, though, um, and it's just getting dark, right? So now it gets dark, and um, we still have about four miles hike. We only hiked about a <laughs> mile before it got dark, yeah? Uh, and on the right side, uh, coming down are all these mountains that really look like bear caves. Um, and then there's the valley that we're walking on. On the left side, there's a actually a dried up uh, a river uh, because it's drought season right now. Yep. So the whole time um, I'm looking up to the right and all we has little headlamps on. I'm looking up to the right, just looking for some bear activity. Now I had my bear box under my arm that all our food was in that the park rangers want you to put all your food in. So it doesn't smell. Well, it smelled and the bear smelled it. So that's why he came. But, um, so I felt like I was a damn piece of bait just running. Right. I felt like I was on a fishing line just running. Bro. And, uh, long you guys, did you have any weapons or anything? Yep, I had a blade about the size of my pointer finger on my <laughs> yep. one hit. And my no brother had the same thing, and we were yep. ready to. You're fucking going to fucking, fucking shiv the fuck out of that fucking bear. So, we, uh, so this whole four-mile hike, uh, four hike back, I, I can't uh, um, move my hands because I'm holding stuff, and I'm going, get away, bears, get the fuck away from us. And my brother's clapping. The whole walk? 30 seconds, you hear, get the fuck away, bears, and clapping for a four-mile walk. Yeah, in the pitch dark back, man. Um, Bro, dude, if you fucking when you're when you're walking back, like people also and do, we saw Matt, we saw two more bears while we were walking back in that first twenty minutes while it was still a little bit. Oh, dude, do you so if you guys were staying, three bear sightings in yeah. about a half an hour when yeah. they told us there's only been eight bear sightings this whole month. Uh, here we are, so. Bro, welcome, if you guys would have stayed, they would have fucking like if you would have slept oh, yeah. there, three oh, bears. Yeah. In that vicinity, oh, yeah. fucking forget it. You now, guys they were really black mean. bears. Black bears are the most peaceful bears, supposedly. So, you know, um, I'll, I'll yeah. that. But uh, a bear's a bear, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like saying, that's like saying, uh, 
you know, the, Na- uh, the Navy SEALs are like the shitty one of the SEAL team is, is I mean, he's the shitty one of their team. Yeah, he's yeah. still way better than everybody fucking else. It's a goddamn bear. So yeah. my request for you, Matt, is to ask the girl that talks to animals a little bit about, hey, you ever encounter a bear? What do they tell you to tell bears? Because yeah. my buddy just stood big Fucking and said, you know, back the fuck off. But it makes sense. They're not used to that stuff, right? They live in the woods. They're not used to people yelling, light shining and shit. People I mean... Hiding. I'd have shot a double leg on that bear. Oh, dude. I don't fucking, dude. I don't fucking know what I would have done. I would have been like, I I know what I would have done. I would have shit my pants. But yeah, that's the first thing I'm shitting my pants. Hey, bear. Yogi. But bear's like, "Mm, that smells good. I'm like, damn. What the (laughs) fuck? God damn, bro. Dude, but fucking, yo. So when you're like, people don't realize too, right? And I've been in the woods at night as well. People don't realize it's so fucking dark dark. when you're in the woods at night because of the, like the brush and the over, you know, the overhang or whatever. Fuck canopy canopy. It is fucking pitch black. So you guys are walking through the pitch black with the shits on your helmet. And like, if you're not talking and you hear like a twig break in the distance or something, are you like fucking like, fuck this? Fuck That's what this. I was going to say. Your, your, your senses are just heightened. You're aware. Oh, yeah. Heightened. So you, oh, yeah. Anything, you say anything, you swear it's 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 worst case scenario. You know? Yep. Yep. Dude, but, um, I'm like spidey, fucking... spidey sense full active at that point. Yo, you're like heading back to the ranger station like, motherfucker, give me a gun right all of a sudden, now. All of a sudden, I look like my Rottweiler. Anytime like you make any type of food, his nose is immediately in the air sniffing shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're sniffing for anything that smells unor- un- unorthodox. Fuck. Did you guys get your camera phones out at all or anything? Yeah, I'm texting you a picture, Matt. But yeah, so as cool as this was, I had the time to say, I got to get a picture of the bear. <laughs> yeah. So here comes this. Uh, and it's in real. You can see how far it is from me on my phone. It's, you know, it's about 25. I will say this, too. I will say this. On the phone, like in person, they look a lot closer than the phone. Always. Of course. Of oh, course. So you'll really tell how close it is then. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, that's, um, uh, you know, they were out there, too, with the fires, which is crazy, because I remember him and his brother saying they were about to go out. And remember, fucking California's uh, a burn pit at this point, an open burn pit. So, you know, they're, they're now going into, like, uh, the fires were everywhere, so it's a drought. There's no water. It's fucking nuts out there right now. Yeah, the um, you know what? Ever, uh, so when we were out there, like Steve was just saying, since we came back there the last two weeks, uh, the biggest tree in the world. Uh, well, Sequoias. Sure you guys know the name of it's General Sherman. Um, oh, yeah, it's yeah. in danger of being burnt by the California wildfires. So they not just that tree, but a lot of houses uh, they mm-hmm. saved in trees. They actually just put like this different type of aluminum foil. It looks like around houses and trees. And believe it or not, saves it from the burning a lot. Shut um, the fuck up. Yeah, man. If yeah, you it's the same all over uh, these California wildfires. There's a lot of houses that are standing that were wrapped in, in foil uh, and other ones around them weren't. It's crazy. It's like the same. It's the, it's the same shit they put on like uh, spaceships and shit. That's super high temp. Like uh, okay, I from when they come back in through like the yeah. burn through and shit. Yeah, that shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, what the so what the fuck is with these wildfires? Because it's every fucking summer now that it's wildfires. Like was it? I'm dude. When I lived in California, there was a drought, but there wasn't no fucking fires. Like dude, yep. what the fuck is going on here? Right. Yep. Like, it's, I feel like just, it's just, you know, the way the world and the climate's going overall, you got global warming, shit's changing, man. We got tornadoes out. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Now and- L- listen to me. I'm blaming it on China because that's what we do nowadays. I'm just going to blame it on China. China's fault. So uh, not only was this a big fucking bear, but it looked like it was a hungry fucking bear as well. Like yeah, this thing. Yeah. 
He's was got some not, girth to him. Yeah, he ain't fucking around. Dude, could and you I'd imagine? He's no more than 30 yards from us. Could uh, you imagine the size of their fucking paw? Right, uh, it, it could uh, fucking it could shatter your fucking skull. Yo, fuck, one fuck the Paul. It's fuck the it, giant man. claws on the end of them uh, that are razors, bro. bro. I mean, everybody's seen. Everyone's seen. What is it? The remnant or whatever that bear scene. That yeah, shit was yeah, bonkers. Revenant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that Revenant. shit was wild. Yeah, with uh, Leo. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. Oh, that was fucking nut, dude. When it's attacking him, fucking hey, fucking about hey. the beginning of three hundred. I don't know if that's a bear, but there's that little kid in a cave and he's back. Oh, yeah, wolf. yeah. The wolf, shadow the of his spear on yeah. the wall. Yep, dude. And then he just, dude. That's a dope so scene. let hold on, Thomas. Let's rewind this a little bit. I just want to talk about this because holy yeah. fucking shit, man. All right. So you, your brother, uh, also known as RoboCop, is that right, Steve? So that's right. The dream boat and RoboCop head out to Yosemite National Park. Right, mm-hmm. and I isn't yeah with two other with two other fellers, but they weren't with him during that escapade. But he went yeah. out with two guys, a guys that Jay works with in the financial industry and stuff like that. So there was four yeah, out there. Uh, his his coworkers a, a big rock climber, um, so he wanted to go out to the mecca um, of rock climbing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and climb El Capitan. Well, not climb El Capitan. Oh, yeah, climb El Capitan. Parts of different walls out there, bro. I would fucking love, dude. Rock climbing? I would love to get into fucking rock climbing. That shit's the fucking best, man. Oh yeah, you're you just gotta love it, man. Those those guys that do that, they live it, man. It's not just just rock climbing. It's they oh. live it, they eat it, they breathe it. You know, they love, dude. I'll tell you what. I it's funny you mentioned rock climbing because the guy we have on the show next week, Mike Vescones, he was really good at jujitsu, and one of the things that was his strengths was he had a fucking grip that was like iron. Right. Like as soon as he got a hold of you, his fucking grip was so strong. He didn't lift or anything, but he loved rock climbing and he had been rock climbing since he was like a kid. Right. Tell him if he wants to have a grip off with sup. My <laughs> I, best attribute, obviously, this is this is where it came from, was working on cars my whole life. So you're oh, constantly sure, 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 dogs. So whenever we used to go to those stupid fucking off? whenever we used to go to those stupid fucking tests before wrestling started. And they would touch your your stretch your stretching ability. Your they had the pressure gauge for a grip. I would fuck that John up all the time. Right, right. Is that and, the, the and, same year you yanked off your stem? Right. No, I always had broads do that. Cause what are we talking about here? Like I, I pull broads. What are we talking? Okay, like, that's the the forearm <laughs> exercise is that you're doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is one forearm a tad bigger than the left? Look, God put me that way. I didn't develop. Yeah. It, all right? right. No. Yeah. That has nothing. That's to do my with excuse. You. Yep, yeah. 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 I agree. Hell yeah. yeah. So, okay. So hold on. So you and two buddies, you head out to Yosemite fucking looking for uncle Sam, right? You, so the two dudes that you were with, they're like, Hey, we're heading to the, the rock climb. El Capitan. Okay. So they're going to like a legit fucking rock climb. And you, you and J, you and Jay are like, Hey, we're just going to go fucking stay away from the bears. Right. So yeah, we're going to go hike. We're going to go get into cool shit, climb yeah. cool scenery. Yeah, um, you know, walk through the cool lake dude, and hopefully it, see see some uh, wildlife, dude. And fucking nature, like when you're in, like when we walk, when we go to like a park near us, right? It's nice. It is what it is. But that ain't fucking nature, right? Okay. I don't think I've ever been in an area. Maybe I don't know if it's accidentally, but I don't think I've ever been in an area where in like there isn't a, another human or another dwelling, like a, a dwelling within like a mile of me, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, Steve, I don't know about you, but like 
Tom, you were legit in an area where there wasn't another human dwelling, probably like, you know, depending if there was another camper or whatever, but like you weren't within another human dwelling for miles. You weren't in a major road for miles, right? Like you were in legit fucking wilderness. Honestly, that's got to be like one of the coolest things ever. I would fucking love to remember this is a national park, and the whole reason it was a national park was in the 20s, the fucking U.S. president, who loved being an outdoorsman, went out there to hike. The second he hiked out there, immediately went, they will never develop this. I'm making it a national park. What was it? Was it uh, Teddy Roosevelt? I believe you're right. I believe you're right. Yeah, that was like, yeah. He was the one. He was like, no, no, no. I've only been here once. No one's ever going to build on this. It's a national park. Yeah. I think, I be- yeah, I think you're 100% right. I know, too. He was like uh, Roosevelt was big, big outdoorsman, but he, yeah, he was huge outdoorsman, loved like safaris and stuff. But mm-hmm. he also was like, this is how fucking cool he is. Right. Roosevelt. He started like obviously like one of the richest families ever. They own mm-hmm. property in New York, like mm-hmm. Manhattan. They own mm-hmm. like all the property. Right. So he grows up super rich, super rich family, goes to Harvard. He was on like the boxing team and was like a rowing team. Yeah. But he was always like fighting and aggressive. And then eventually he's like, I'm sick of all this money shit. Moved out to like North Dakota and wanted to be a cowboy and lived out there for years as like a cowboy, like off like like a roughneck. You know, super hard life, super hard life. And he wanted that. He left Mm -hmm. like, you know, the highest possible way of living that there was at the time to go out there and come back. And then he noted, you know, I guess he saw the parks and he liked it. Fucking good on him. That's Hell what yeah. a fucking man does. Fucking shout out, Teddy Rose. There's Teddy a Rose, legendary sign out there that kind of tells you, um, John Muir, if you know, Matt, he's kind of the guy that um, not really just, dis- yeah, I'd, I'd say discovered um, uh, Yosemite. He actually wrote a book and there's actually uh, something called the John Muir Trail from the Yosemite Valley, which is where most of the campers stay when you go. It's about a 250 mile trail that he blazed all himself. You can walk it. Yeah, it's about 250, uh, 280 miles. Um, and it goes all the way down to the Redwood Forest down in the Sequoias. Ew. What? Yep, yep. So there's a John Muir Trail that takes you to Yosemite Valley down to the Redwood Forest, the Sequoias. Uh, Dude, Sequoia that's National. so fucking awesome. Amazing. Dude, I'll tell you, like, did you see any of the Redwoods or Sequoias when you were out there? Uh, we saw a couple of redwoods, but no, I did not go to the actual um, sequoia. Um, when, just when because I, it was uh, it was a far drive down. Yeah, there. that you're you're going way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. I went. The kid, there, I went uh, there, the kid that went with us, um, he actually went there before. He was there a day before, um, and he said it was it was he it's was just unreal, involved, just oh, yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. Dude, I remember. So I was a kid when we lived there. I guess I was like seven when we moved here, and I remember going to like. I remember being on like we're driving on a road and the roads on like a like a like a like a hillside, like a mountainside. Right. And we're driving down the hill and we're probably like, say, if we're on the mountainside, it's probably like 100 something yards or whatever or whatever, like down to the ground floor. And the trees are like still you're riding and like the trees that are on the ground are above you. And that's the redwoods. They're so Mm -hmm. fucking big. And then the sequoias. So redwoods are like tall and kind of like they're not thin, Sick. but they're but the, yeah. but the sequoias, dude. Yeah, they the road that we were on went through a sequoia. Yes, that's so how fucking that big they I, are. I went through that same tree. I'm with my aunt. I was like fucking sixteen at the time, but I remember being out there and I'm like, this shit is wild. The name sudden, of that. Yeah, forward. that's a famous uh, landmark. Yeah, you drive oh. through the fucking sequoia, which is ridiculous. And forever, I kept calling it a redwood. And people were like, you sure it's not a sequoia? I'm like, look, fucker, I was out there. It was a redwood. They're like, 
all right, this kid's semi-retarded, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, trip of a lifetime, man, to kind of sum it up. I've, you know, I've been a lot of different islands, been to Jamaica, the Dominican, you know, all that good stuff. I would much rather be out um, in the wilderness walking around with not much people around versus you know, sitting on a beach, uh, drinking a drink for five, six days. In a How week. dare you, Thomas? You're talking about a Spanish woman Mecca. What you just said to me sounds like fucking heaven. I've been dude. to Dominican too, and I, I will never leave if I go back. Dude, how, like, so the air there, everything, like, crisp, like. Yeah, yeah beautiful. How, how fucking beautiful. awesome is it? Is it, like. Amazing. Un- yeah, unbelievable. I, I just loved it, man. It's just, you know, you know, the way the, the land is, at least on the East Coast, is totally different. Um, you know, Mountains are so too. big out there. Seeing, uh, seeing as you're driving, like you're talking, Matt, seeing a lot of these trees, just seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of acres uh, burnt from the burnt yeah. trees and some of the oh, fires. So all crazy. you see, no vegetation. You just see, um, you know, tree trunks, and half of them are charred, half of them are black. Uh, but I have a couple pictures of them. It just, it looks crazy. Um, looks like yeah, something out of a nightmare. Know. That's wild. Yeah. Like a fucking different, up. like a different planet with all that. We also did a, um, a half dome. You know what a half dome is, Matt? Uh, no, one of, uh, more when a girl, when a girl there. sucks you off before you finish. Yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, so I, half I, dome is probably the other famous rock out there other than El Capitan. Uh, but it looks awesome. It's called half dome because it was made by the glaciers. It was literally a half a dome. That's a 90 degree drop. So Ew. how was that made, right? Um, years and the, thousands of cut years. Cut through ago. it, right. Um, but long story so short. It was, less, uh, it was So it was made by a glacier that was resting up against there that eventually would melt. Yeah, so, it comes down, it cuts through. No fucking shit. And yeah, it's exactly whole, at 90 uh, degrees? Yeah, that's how the whole valley was made. Well, it's probably not exact 90. You might have yeah. an 89 and a half. I don't well, know if anyone's like, got the protractor looks, out. And, right, and, right. And but it, it looks sharp enough that it's like... like yeah. So yeah. people climb it, Matt, because it's that flat of a wall face. People climb it. That's the other famous wall other than El Capitan um, is the face of Half Dome. Um, so we actually did a hike that takes you up higher than Half Dome. Longest hike I ever did in my life at once. Oh. Uh, so I think it was 15 and a half miles, but um, oh. it takes you to 11 and a half thousand feet elevation. So you're actually, and it's called Clouds Rest because Clouds Rest at about 10,000 feet elevation. Yep. Wow. Yep. So it was amazing, man. Just uh, just being up there and, Dude, um, and looking eye to eye with Half Dome at about 11,000 uh, feet of elevation, man. Fucking A, man. Um, and they say, you know, the higher elevation. I didn't really feel uh, the heat, the heavier breathing and stuff like that in my lungs. I really didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that's for Mile High Stadium. I don't know. but Or from, or from uh, Wildberry Games, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dude, that's that's incredible, man. I'm happy you had a great time. That's a great experience. That's something I would love to do one day. I would I would love to to be to do it like on horseback as well. You know what I mean? I would love to do like a horseback ride and go like uh, like, you know, 50 miles or whatever it is and travel through like the country and something i like that sounds to me yeah, like they have stables the out there i like, can rent horses we met two older ladies on horses that lived and grew up in yosemite valley you know i wish i could i'd still be there talking to them about stories that they have man those well, i'm sure you hell will, yeah you rhino hunter you <laughs> yeah well chill out over there you're, you're, ha- you're, you're happy you had a good time i'm happy him and his fucking brother didn't get eaten by goddamn bro. three little bears bro bro not like goldilocks out there you know dude right? jesus dude, Christ. You <laughs> where's the dude. porridge at pussy yeah could you yeah. imagine like if you guys pass and steve gives a eulogy at your guys this funeral it's like these motherfucker's they were fucking yeah, camping like? these fucking I could just, 
I could just see Mr. Romeo with his hand on his head going like this. Like, who the fuck let Steve up here for these two guys? What the fuck? And he's like, God, why is this one forearm so much bigger than the other? That's incredible. Yeah, Yeah. calm down. Mr. Romeo, (laughs) gee, he know. Yeah, he knows. Everybody knows. So he knows. I I did want to say this. So when you were talking about little Nicky Scarfo, I found this out. And I can't say how because they don't want us to say how. But I am a distant relative to, I think it's Blinky Palermo name ring a bell sounds like a gangster he is uh he was a philadelphia a lot of palermos but not blinky i know a lot of the the philly gangsters because obviously my ex her dad grew up in that era and went to school with all them motherfuckers that before it was newman garetti it was just saint john newman's they all went there they all got married at saint monica's at 17th and rittner so that church is like you go into that church now a little contradictory right you go in there and i see like scarfo i see testa that paid for the pews. These are fucking bosses of mob families. The yeah. place is absolutely gorgeous. It's a Catholic church, but it's paid for in blood money. But whatever. It's really hey. nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't you? So, but uh, so I think it's Blinky. I'll have to double check. I'm pretty sure. But either way, he was entangled in the boxing commission. And if you've ever seen the movie Raging Bull. There's a scene where Jake LaMotta, played by Robert De Niro, throws a fight against Billy Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blinky Palermo is the one is the one that threw the that that made him throw the fight. He was the that you mean that... you mean paid him off. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah. So wow. apparently I'm related to him. So who fucking knew? Right. Well, here's the problem. I'm gonna call bullshit because you're whiter than fucking Elmer's glue. So yeah, I dude didn't I didn't I didn't know I was Italian until this like last year. Thought I was German and Irish my whole life. I would have said Swedish, but I hear you. I mean, I'm you know Swedish with <laughs> black hair. <laughs> I, think, I don't think there's any Swedes with black hair. I don't know. But, I only look at the broads. I don't pay attention to the dudes. Yeah, well, don't don't we all? The Swedes <laughs> are batting a thousand when it comes to the the who was. Oh my god! When you say a hundred, you mean a hundred plus ten. Oh, baby. Yeah, man. Every and they got the good genes because every one of them is like 6'1 and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah They're yeah. all Vikings and shit. <laughs> yeah, basically flawless. Uh, so, okay. So let's keep it moving. We're getting close to the top of time here. Uh, Strong Sam, got a record. Uh, oh, before we do anything, before we do anything, you fucking Dansbury fucking trashy you. All right. You fucking Dansbury fucking so trashy. Again, I got to give credit where credit is due. And this motherfucker, Thomas, is the one who told me about it. And so I watched good. it. Uh, uh, I knew you would love it. So fucking, fucking winning nut. Talk about it already. So, oh, no. we haven't. Let's talk about we it. We haven't now. talked we about haven't it, talk- He told me about it last week, and I watched it. I think I've watched it twice. One, amazing. I, I fucking love the song. The like the best at being bad, right? Yeah, like yeah, that song yeah, yeah, is so yeah. It's good. awesome. Could have been right? anything. The, yep. The yeah. best part could have been anything I the, wanted to be. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best part of the whole fucking show to me was when they the first time they play the first game and Wingnut, who's my favorite, he goes oh. and he has that he has that Canadian accent and yeah. he's like he's like I look up and I see Jimmy and he goes like this and holds a cell phone. So I pick it up and I say hello, and he says. <laughs> Drop your gloves immediately and fight the first person you see. And he goes, fuck yeah. Who's going to fucking get it, coach? Send somebody out so I can fuck them up. Yeah. And he goes, I look over. And this guy, just this poor guy, randomly looks at him and says, hey, fuck you. 
And he was like, fuck yeah, he's going to fucking get it. I fucking loved it. The dog shit out of that guy. Yeah, I fucking loved it. I love too how they had like the two super fans, like the one that was in the wheelchair and stuff. I thought that was fucking great. I thought they were awesome. She's ready to commit suicide. uh, She plays hockey. She's a goalie. Yeah, 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 in a wheelchair. Dude says he's getting buried in his Danbury Trashers jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, and, and, like, and that was uh, that was one of the most unique, um, uh-huh. not like greatest, but one of the most unique sports unique stories is a I've great ever word. seen. Yeah, and imagine being that kid, man. When you first see the documentary, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure we can relate to that kid a little. Yeah. But uh, like, um, you know, when you first see it, you're like, oh man, who's this kid? Like he's a little, kid, but kid looks like he's straight out of end up. AJ in the late nineties. AJ you was realize, the man by the end. I agree. I agree. He won you over in it. AJ is a, is a good the, – yeah. the other one, too, is when they uh, – for people that know Mike Rupp, who was a famous player in the NHL. When Played he's for like, the Devils, yeah. And and won uh, on his Stanley shot. Stanley Cup. Beat, beat uh, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks on a – his goal won the Stanley Cup. You're the guy in game six that your goal wins it. So yeah. he's a legend in Jersey. Yeah. And uh, they get him there, and obviously he goes – you know, they tell me how much they're going to pay me. And I'm like, uh, holy shit, really? I was like, okay. And he's like, then my agent's like, yeah, Jimmy Galante wants to pay you up front. He's like, not like game checks, just up front. He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, <clears throat> and in cash. And he looks at him. He's like, in duffel in, bags. In like duffel bags? <laughs> and the agent's like, yes. He goes right there. I looked around like, what? where the fuck am I at? Like, what fucking movie am I in? Dude, the, I'll tell you what, Jimmy Galante uh it's spelled oh, just, yeah it, i did ask nick if he was related he says he doesn't know it's a but super co- it's a super common name Galante. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. dude he was the fuck jimmy's the fucking man right oh, yeah. and i love dude and the fucking the equipment manager guy who is Tom like Pocello. <laughs> the yeah. t-bone right yeah, when they when they were like when that he guy's like, fucking nuts but dude they he was he was so he was aj's middle school hockey coach and they were like and gym teacher and he was like so wait you were fucking checking 12 year old kids into the boards as a grown-ass man and his response was cocaine's a hell of a drug <laughs> ah! yeah. yeah that's exactly what he said dude fuck yeah yeah how about at the end too where mike rupp he's like you know everything i did in my career you know, scored a uh, game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup for the New Jersey Devils. But when I'm in Connecticut, people say, you play for the Danbury Trashers. You that is Trashers. nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. I also liked how uh, how uh, the father uh, uh, didn't tell AJ that he had bought the team and was going to name him the manager. He went to the yeah. school. Teachers Wild. are looking at him. Uh, students are looking at him. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude. Uh, when, that was awesome. The way that the equipment manager would fuck with the away team was yeah. like hide no the hot goalies water, hide no the hot goal- water. Yeah, he, was, no he said give him, towels. He yeah. would give them four towels that were as thin as toilet paper for the whole team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually think uh, my favorite part of it, for some reason, obviously the the opening, um, what Steve was going over, where he tells him, you know, as soon as the puck drops, drop your gloves, Greg. That Love was amazing. It. But uh, awesome. I know when, when uh, AJ went over, just making the squad. Yeah, uh, the brothers he had. He had the uh, Danbury legend. He had one eye Willie out there. One eye Willie, Nigerian nightmare out yeah, there. Yeah, Nigerian uh, dude. He got wingnut out of fucking lockup, right? That, like, because he beat the fuck out of five know he played correctional officers. T-Bone the, called they him. Showed this guy up. beat up six CEOs straight out of jail. He goes, "I want him on the team." Because <laughs> he can play hockey, <laughs> <laughs> dude. But he was dude, and he ends up being like everyone's favorite, right? When, oh, he, when he gets his fucking when he gives that payback. So also 
when he the when best part you're about yeah, to say my when, favorite part when so the dude gets his fucking leg broken right and but he and, and they're sniper. And, and and like they, he's laid up and the mob boss in a hospital him, yeah in the hospital the mob boss comes up to him and is like hey we got the dude's address that broke your leg what do you want to do right and he's like laughing it off and the guy's like this is fucking serious you know it was it was even more direct he comes in at first and he kind of like he kind of comforts winged up by saying buddy we're gonna take care of you don't worry about bills like i got this covered and then because they didn't have health insurance and shit it's a fucking no. uh a semi-protein no. everything and then he cash. goes and here's this he lays the address on him and goes it all all not are all serious he goes what do you he says what do you what do you want me to do with this and wingnut was like and and then they, they cut into the uh to the equipment manager and the equipment manager was like poor wingnut thought he was joking he goes he didn't realize how serious jimmy was and then wingnut looks into the camera like hey dipshit that i beat the fuck out of i hope you're watching this and if you are just realize i saved your life yeah like you're yeah. lucky i didn't tell jimmy to get rid of that guy yeah thank you what did he say he's like you're lucky i kept it on the fucking ice yes, yes that's exactly what he said it would have fucking killed the guy oh my god well you gotta think like it was a cheap fucking move the way he broke his leg right and like yeah. the guy's yep. got kids and a family mm-hmm. like come the fuck yep. on and dude yeah. it was epic when he came back how about uh, oh. a sign too right under the scoreboard that it said uh, uh, i'll be back I'll be back. Yeah, his number. Dude, this all happened within one season too. I can't believe it was only one season. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, um, and they were damn good too, man. They were the best dude, team mm-hmm. in the league. I, I, I played the they, championship. They did it, and like you like, said, the big thing too. The credit, the credit to AJ was that AJ was. Uh, remember, he did all like he said. He did all this in an era where there wasn't like the real internet. There wasn't social media. He was like, so I'm literally the only thing I had was fucking Google and like magazines to try to figure out who players were. And how to build NHL, a team. Uh, yeah. NHL. He said, that's right. On yeah. PlayStation is how he knew who players were. Yeah. And crazy. Dude, dude. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, but like, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. But I did the one thing they do kind of like sleep over is they talk about winning the colonial cup. Cause if they, they say like, win the Colonial Cup, everything's forgiven, which would be true. And honestly, you find out at the end that the They fucking, lost in the chip. Yeah, they lost in the championship, but you also in find the out that they had the commissioner in their back pocket the whole time. Yes. The commissioner's yes. talking all this shit saying, oh, I'm going to be hard on them. Fucking at the end, you find out he doesn't rat on Jimmy. He's, he's a faggot, though, oh. that little fucking commissioner. But I will say this, like you said, at, the end, at the end, he goes, <laughs> in the beginning, he's all hard-ass. And at the end, he, this is where I, I respected him. He went, look, all these... He said all these people are fucking crying and yelling about how they're making a fucking spectacle of it. He goes, but I'll be honest. I've never had more eyes on this sport in our fucking league than ever before. So yeah. what am I going to do? He's like, what? They're, they're bringing eyes to it. They're bringing Dude. revenue. They're bringing money. Like, yeah. we want 10,000 people to show up for a UHL game. Come on. I, I didn't even know what the fucking UHL was until I watched this documentary. No one did. It's fucking... It's, <laughs> it's Calum- perfect, too, man. The year the NHL gets locked out. The yeah. lockout. Like, yeah. the, the stars just aligned for that to happen. And, Dude. of course, you know, you come to find out at the end. And one of the questions I had was, you know, would all of those players have been accepted and played had they not been given an extra duffel bag two or three or four? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? right? They all wanted to come. uh, Yeah. Playing field wasn't level, which is, you know. But they all wanted to come back, though. So, yeah, because Jimmy, like I said, Jimmy made it it like a mob. It was a family. It was a family. He was like, he took care of each other. And like they did say, though, they go, every single one of them go, when Jimmy told us how much he would pay us for the year, we looked at him and went, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And he was like, "Uh, do I look like I'm a joker? They were like, yeah, I'll play for you then. Hell yeah, I'll play. (laughs) I love, too, how they were like, like the one wing that's like, yeah, I would get my trashers checked. 
Then I was also part of this company and yeah, this company. Every this company. Was a different one. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all these, he's on all these no-show gimmicks. Yeah, yeah, I love, yeah. Like, dude, the one, two, the one twit, the, or the one of the brothers was like, he was like, I was in the locker room. We, I had scored a game-winning goal. Jimmy comes in, throws $10,000 <laughs> cash down right in front of me. So and awesome. And they're just like, let's go to the fucking bar. bar. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a fucking, dude. I, Amazing, like, right? Amazing. No. Dude, they were all fucking fucking doing lines and fucking uh, dude. If you saw Wingnut, he was fucking yoked. So he was on the he was on the yeah. There's that picture of him with his shirt off in the penalty box. Yes. How about Jimmy uh, uh, punches the one ref too? Uh, Oh, periods. Glocks the one ref. The fucking. The dickhead uh, equipment manager was the only equipment manager in the history of the fucking league to get suspended. <laughs> but even like Jimmy did that, like in defense of his player, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. no other yep. owner would do that. And Wingnut, no. Wingnut had been in the game for so long. He's like, for an owner to punch a ref for a player, unheard yep. of. And he's like, it meant a lot. You know what I mean? And like, so- and they, they show Jimmy all the time. Jimmy's like, you never fucking, you never tell a man to do something you wouldn't do yourself. And you treat yeah. him like a man. And that's how you gain the respect. They yeah. fucking love that loved man. Loved him. Loved him. Yep. Dude, they, and they had the reunion with Wingnut and Jimmy at the end. Like, Wingnut teared up. Oh, Wingnut they, was fucking uh, crying. Yeah. It was awesome. How they how they showed up at uh, Section 102's party 50 yeah. years yeah. later. Yeah. Unannounced. That's fucking amazing. That's so dude. good. Yeah. Dude, what? Crazy. Yeah. For So for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's, uh, it's part of the Untold documentary series on Netflix. So it's Untold Crimes and Penalties. It's really good. There's another really good one. It's Untold Malice in the Palace, which yeah, is about... Yeah, we, we both the, watched it. Yeah, which is about the brawl with the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons, where Ron Ortiz and uh, Steven Jackson go in the stands. I'll tell you this. Malice in the Palace, Steven Jackson is the fucking man. All right? uh, he's my favorite player ever after that. Dude, that I've dude was like, that. he's just... Just happy to ride with his buddies. Fuck and he's like, man. I don't I don't give a fuck what happened. I'm happy. And then when he went to the judge was the best because all the other guys like kind of plea dealed and got their sentences reduced. He went in there and was like, no, I rode for my family and I'd do it the fuck again. And the judge yeah. was like, oh, okay, you keep your penalty, you dumbass. <laughs> he's like, I wasn't kissing anyone's ass. Fuck no. Nope. I, was, I was proud of what I did, which he should have been. Straight. Fucking straight a, G. Man. Even though I, actually, uh, I remember watching that Malice at the Palace live. Live, yep, yep. Um, I, I'll never forget it, man. Uh, watching it live, but yeah, the, the speech they did on it was very good. Um, kind of gives a different perspective from the player's yeah. perspective. Yeah. The one thing that the one thing that pissed me off though is the guy that threw the bottle. What a fucking pussy! When they ask him in the thing, they're like, well, "Didn't you feel a little bad that uh, like he thought it was somebody else?" He was like, "I was just happy that I didn't hit me." Yeah. You yeah. fucking twat. He's a total douche. Plus two, how stupid is that fucking five foot five guy going up against Ron Artest and then squaring up and Jermaine O'Neal just fucking dude? I'll tell you this. He's so lucky Jermaine slipped. Yeah, Reggie Miller said it best. If he fucking doesn't slip, he fucking he decapitates him. He He decapitates him. Kills that guy. Yes. That guy got uh, that guy got in trouble for that. Uh, he should. He's a fucking dickhead. Yeah, he went to assault and that, like you know, yeah. you can't be just assaulting people. You're like, a you know. five foot five chubby ass Spanish bull, and you think you're gonna take on a six foot ten, two hundred and sixty pound super athlete? I did. Good luck. I, I did love how the president of the NBA Stern, right? Yeah. He, when he was like, <laughs> they were like, he's like, yeah, Ron Artest done for the year. 
And the one reporter's like, is that a unanimous decision? He's like, yeah, one nothing, me. Gangster. Yeah, I was like this fucking guy. But dude, you feel like, dude, I'll tell you what, they were a good fucking team, and it does. They would, they would have won. They would have won that year. They were so loaded, and it was. If you feel bad for Reggie because that would have been Reggie's like the yeah. final. Hey, looking the back on it, man, they were loaded, man. Yeah. Oh. So dude, good. Like, I remember I had we had this I had this discussion one time and I forget where I was, but we talked about the best players in the NBA to never win a championship. And like Carl Malone's up there, AI's up there, right? Reggie's up there, Charles oh, yeah. Barkley's up there. Yep. There's a ton of great guys that never won a championship. And yep. it's like you feel for them, but I don't like I don't know. I feel I guess because there was, I mean, Reggie had some dude. Another great documentary. With I actually Reggie. did not like Reggie during Neither his playing I. years because we're all Sixers fans. He was kind of yep. a killer. But looking but, yep. back, man, how can you not respect the shit out of the guy? Exactly. How about his sister being a legend? When he used to go to games, they would chant Cheryl at him because oh, his sister was like bro. one of the greatest female players to ever live. Dude, did That's you see the, the winning? From her. Yep, yeah. Yep. Did you see the winning time documentary, the 30 for yes. 30, Reggie versus sure did. Sure did. So fucking good. And he I even know. says, he's like, his sister was like five inches taller than him until he was 15. So Crazy. his fadeaway had to be fucking money. Because she used to murk him in the parking lot, Dude, in the driveway. Could you imagine getting, like, spending your entire life getting fucking the piss beat out of you by your sister? <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah, but what are you going to do? What it's tough. sports you love. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, so, all right. Boys, I'll tell you what. This has just been a fucking banger of a show. Uh, before we get out of here, strong stem, anything you want to say to your legions of adoring fans? Also, I know you heard it on the show, on the Chris show. I had said, I had said, and I'm, I'm sure you heard it because you listened to it and you love the show, is that I can only air a certain amount of Cabot because if I air too much Cabot, then eventually there will be something called the cult of Cabot. That would just <laughs> generate from all the Cabot that's out there. Because too much Cabot, you create the cold of Cabot. And then where the fuck is the world then with the cold of Cabot? I feel like, yeah, I feel like that cult would just be uh, a giant um, lynch mob coming for my neck for all the ridiculous dumb shit I say. Uh, I, or it'd be, it'd be the opposite. You just rally. A bunch of rhinos chasing me down. I'm with it. What up? Yeah, you, I'll or, them down. Yeah. Or it'd be you and the, the cold of Cabot watching, marching on Washington. You know, so all right. Before we, so you got anything you want to say to your uh, to the cold of Cabot before we get out of here? Yes, keep the stem strong. Yeah, uh, yeah, keeping your stem strong is uh, available <laughs> with our sponsor, Blue Chew. Go to bluechew.com and, and listen and listen. There's only one way to get better at the game, and it's with practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, best way to yeah, best way to practice now listen, your A game is now listen. Game. I'm gonna throw this in there real quick too for all these broads out here that you know they always go you know they're always oh my god he sucked or this person couldn't make me climax right. Here's the fucking issue: it's an uneven playing field. When you guys pleasure yourself, right? <laughs> they use a fucking stick that has twelve speeds, fourteen different knobs, goes this way, that way, up, down, left, right, does a circle, right? What do dudes do? Spit in your shitty ass hand so that by the time we reach a girl, it's a thousand times better. Steve, wait, you're, you're saying that your penis doesn't vibrate and gyrate like My everyone else's? don't vibrate and gyrate and do circles. That's for goddamn sure. Right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Stop using such sophisticated equipment. All right. Back it yeah. down over there, fucking honey. Jeez, Steve, I mean, you know, if you're a little having, too much. I, little well, too much. I mean, if you're having those issues, then you should reach out to our sponsor, Blue Chew. That's Blue Chew. You can go to bluechew.com and order discreetly today for your first now, package. Now Use listen, the promo I, code working P5. If I want if I if I need to hammer tent pegs into a concrete slab, I'll hit them up. Until then, I'll be all right. Dude. Bro, have you ever done like a like a, a dick pill? Yeah, yeah cousins. I thought I was gonna die. That I was like to do. I almost felt bad for you know the person I was with. I hear Ooh. you. Ooh. I, I hear you. Buy it. Would you buy one at the gas station on the way over? I know. I had I had a buddy yeah, at the gym. He like he was like recently divorced, and he had told me he's like, dude, I got a fucking script for 150 Cialis. And he's like, here, take one. And I was like, all right. So I remember I broke it in half and I took a half and I was like, <gasps> and it was like, dude, it, oh, bro, I couldn't stand up for fucking 10 hours, babe. Dog, dog. I took, I took one, like a, uh, my buddy, went. Uh, we were at school. It was like his last year of college up in Scranton. Right. Uh, I take one, but I, cause I was already had this broad lined up. You need it. In well, Scranton. the only problem was. She was fucking trying to have like a have fun before that, like go out and shit. I took it a little early. I was like, oh no, like I didn't, I didn't and, know what to do with it. And, I had to like tuck it up. And I, were, I was, were you wearing sweatpants out again? Was that the probably. mistake? Yeah, I, probably. I'm pretty sure I'm always in sweatpants. So, you know, whatever. Hey man, that's not a bad life living in sweatpants. I'll tell you that. Right Goddamn right. right. I'm, a, I'm a hidden fat kid. You know this. Anyway. Amen, brother. So, uh, young Dreamboat, aka Thomas, aka Tommy Drips, aka the Romantic Romeo, aka Sensual Thomas, aka Tommy Does It Right, aka Thomas Ramirez. What do I got? AKA Sayonara, motherfucker. See you tomorrow. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for coming on. Love to have you back on whenever you want, pal. Always happy to have young Thomas the Dreamboat on the show. But anybody that has not, again, to reiterate, uh, watch that uh, Danbury Trashers. I don't sit Hell down yeah. in front of a TV often for 90 straight minutes. That was well worth it. Amen. Hell yeah. A Hell fucking yeah. man. Fucking dude. <laughs> the, the best at the end. When the when the equipment guy's like he did his fucking time like a man he did his time like a treasure and yo how <laughs> how funny how funny is it that that fucking dickhead uh uh child beating fucking dickhead went from like some asshole in the middle of Dansbury Connecticut who wasn't shit then he gets linked up with a mob boss that's worth a hundred million dollars by the end of that documentary he's sitting there with a gold chain and a big ass cigar in his mouth like. My guy, he didn't say a word. He's not a rat. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden, he's fucking John Gotti? Yeah. Someone someone had a bunch of fun with the cocaine after Jimmy went to jail. <laughs> yeah. So Jimmy, where'd you leave that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, nice. Well, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Strong Sam, Steve Cabot, and Tommy Romeo. You can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and follow us on the Twitter and the Tiggy Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. Also, uh, you know, we like doing this. We want to keep doing it. And we don't need any money. We just need you to hit the fucking subscribe button. All right? If you don't do listen that, to Matt. Send money. Do, well, Lots right, of it. If you want to do that, that's fine. But Hell we don't yeah. need that. We need fucking... If you hit subscribers, then we can start getting paid for this shit. 
So please just fucking hit it so my wife will get off my fucking ass about doing this show. All right, just hit the fucking subscribe. All right, this is the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good week. Thanks. See ya. Bye. October 2nd, 8 p.m. Join us at Graham's Pub at 8919 Ridge Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to witness the live event of the year. It's Old Uncle Matty against Captain Jerkbeard, a.k.a. Tom Lavelle, and they'll be squaring off in a Mario Kart challenge, and the winner of the show gets the rights to the Working Perspectives podcast. (laughs) 